Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Craft Beer Bucket List with your hosts, Big Ray and Mike. I'm Big Ray, and uh, the other guy is Mike. That's me. Mike. Yeah, there he is. All right, he is online tonight. So, Mike, you want to tell us uh, the list of beers we're going to be trying for everybody tonight listening? Absolutely. So, we've got another uh, really solid lineup. We've got a couple of IPAs. First one that we'll be trying is the Big O Blood Orange IPA by Sugar Creek. Then you'll be drinking Six Points Citrus Jammer. And I'm going to follow it up with a beer I've actually had before. But I think it's relevant to bring it back on here because we've never reviewed it on uh, this podcast. It's Hoop Snake by Nine Brand Brewing, which is a Hefeweizen. Ooh, that sounds good. And you know, and uh, you and I, we visited uh, Nine Band Brewing last year in Texas. Yeah. Is that right? And, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was saying. You know, I've, I've yeah. had their beer before, so I wanted to, you know, now that I got a chance to get it in a can, I want to review it and taste it out of a can because we've had it from draft while we were there. Right. I remember that. So I'm excited. I think it's a pretty good lineup. It's a... Again, we've uh, got some IPAs that are pretty solid. I'm, I'm anxious to check them out. I am too. Um, so you've so, have you been to Sugar Creek before? Or did you just pick this up on on your route through North Carolina? Yeah. So no, this is a you know I'm an IPA guy, but I've never had a Blood Orange IPA. So I saw this and like I had to pick up a couple um, and uh, have one for myself and one to to get in front of you. Um, so just something new and exciting for me. I'm sure there's plenty of folks listening that have had these before. Um, but yeah, so this is a brand new experience for me right here. Well, um, tell us a little bit about Sugar Creek. I think, uh, you've done a little bit of research there. I know that they're from Charlotte, but, um, what else you got? So we had a Sugar Creek Brewing, um, is out of Charlotte. Like you said, they opened in 2014. And uh, they are founded on the principles of happiness, personal exploration, and breaking the rules. So I can kind of see that uh, where they're going with the Blood Orange IPA. Um, Blood Orange is not a a classic flavor that you'd have in an IPA. Um, So I think they're known for their Belgian-style beers. So if I'm not mistaken, they've... uh, been scored on a connoisseur's top 10 beers list in the past. And so that speaks uh, volumes to me as far as uh, what they're able to produce at their facilities. Well, I think the can art's pretty cool. And I know I've talked about the can art on some other brews we've had, but the can art, it's got this uh, steampunk type of vibe to it a little bit, I guess. No, it absolutely does. But it's, uh, I don't know, It's I just appreciate it. It's got, it's a unique um, piece of art that they've got. They've got the prominent blood orange and then uh, the fish down below for some reason. And I, I wonder what the story behind that is. But I just thought when I got the can, because you sent me this beer, when I got the can and checked it out, I was like, oh, that's pretty pretty neat. It stands out, you know, because it's got the background that's kind of muted uh, grayscale. And then the, in the foreground, it's got the really bright blood orange that's cut in half yeah so no i think it's pretty cool it it definitely caught my eye um pretty quick and i was you know browsing about the the beer options 
Um, so I'm like, dude, I've got, I've got to give this a shot. You know, I'm with you. The can art on this is super cool. So I found it on the can. It's 7%, 60 IBUs, which you can kind of taste. I'm getting it. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty darn good beer. So it's they, they state that it's a West Coast style IPA, brewed and infused with California grown Moro blood oranges. Now I know you grew up in California. Is that is am I saying that right? Moro? I believe so, yeah. Okay. It's M O R O. Yep. So yep. And then uh, they use a lot of citra and mosaic hops. And uh, for the for the hop folks, people like a lot of these IPAs. I know the citra and the mosaic hops are pretty popular hops for those uh, you know within the beer world it has a pretty strong orange flavor it's uh, still a little bit bitter to me but i think the flavor kind of balances everything out it's not overwhelming uh, i think that you know i i like the the orange flavor but uh, it kind of has what's uh is it blue moon you have with the slice of orange Right. Yep. You know, right when you first take that first drink of Blue Moon and the orange, kind of the, the, the juice from the slice of orange, because it's kind of leaked into the top there, and you first take that drink and it has that little punch. That's kind of what it has throughout the beer to me. And so, you, but, but, but again, it's not overwhelming. It's just kind of sitting there, and it's good. I like, you know, I like orange juice. I like citrus uh, flavors all together. The, the hops you can kind of smell and taste at the same time, but it's not. You can you can taste them, but they're it's a very mild uh, hop flavor, mild bitterness, and uh, yep. it drinks pretty smooth, I think. No, it is. It I mean, is what are you getting smooth. out of it? So I mean, I got to start with this. You know, the sixty IBUs that's really low for an IPA. Um, so it's it's very easy to drink, very palatable. Um, where I do get those blood orange notes, um, I'm picking up more of the grapefruit that is blended into this, the name, the orange, you know, I don't know if that's just, you know, my palate versus yours. Um, but you know, they talk about having hints of raspberry and grapefruit, uh, in this beer. Now, but again, where I do get the orange in a, you know, it, the grapefruit is definitely there, but overall it has a, a very well blended, you know, citrus, um, flavor, you know, front to back. I'll leave it sit in my mouth for a while and it doesn't burn. If you will, you know, some, citrusy stuff tends to be a bit acidic and I'm definitely not getting that from this, uh, which is nice. Uh, I think that, that speaks to the, the quality, uh, and the hops that they use in their brewing process and just to bring everything together harmoniously. So I've, as mine has kind of set here and settled a little bit, I've got, you know, moderate to heavy lacing, depending on where in the glass I'm looking. It's got a, I mean, it's uh, somewhat clear, so you can, you know, it's kind of like uh, you can see through it, but it's not crisp. So it's got a little bit of cloudiness to it, just a, just a touch. But I like the way it looks, too. And the carbonation is just right for this, for the flavor. You know, it's well balanced with the carbonation. So I, I think uh, I'm not even an IPA person, but I could probably have a couple of these. No, no, I'm with you. I mean, this isn't something I want all the time. I'm more of a traditional IPA individual. Um, but no, I can easily enjoy this anytime. And uh, this makes me hungry, Mike. Dang it. It makes you hungry? It does. Now Man, I, I had go. Chewies for dinner. <laughs> Chewies? Yeah, we had Chewies for dinner. Well, we I like the, uh, 
the Tex-Mex spot out of Austin, yeah. Texas, like that Chewy's? Yeah, yeah. So they oh, uh, they have cool. one in Lexington, Kentucky now, and uh, we've been there a few times. But we were out shopping for a vehicle today and decided that was the spot. And we went and hit some uh, Chewy's enchiladas and a giant burrito and visited their nacho bar. But no, very cool. Just trying to make you jealous since you said you were hungry. Yeah, dang it. And, and if you had to, te- this would go great with some Tex Mex, honestly. I think it's, yeah, it's nice and crisp. Oh, man. Yeah. Have you, you know, and since we're talking about Chewy's, and this has nothing to do with beard, but have you, have you had like that Elvis Presley chicken breast or whatever it is where they use the Lay's chips for the breading? Have you, have you tried I that? Had, I had something there. I don't know if it was the Elvis Presley. Is there another, uh, they have another mill named after a celebrity? Uh, I think they do. I think there's one more. So I don't but, remember which one I had. It's been a while. I had their, shoot, what is it? Their green chili pork burrito today. No, oh, that sounds really good. It was, <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, I good. hate you right now. <laughs> it was so good. I ate it all too. I was like, yeah. So I felt like a glutton when I left, but <laughs> only for a little bit. <laughs> right. No, they do have huge portions there, which is great. Well, um, yeah. It's, uh, have you ever done a nacho bar there? You know, I, I've heard of it, um, but I've not gone in and experienced that for myself. Yeah, so it's so. like, uh, it's free. You know, you got a meat, a cheese, and a salsa, and then chips. And you can just make your own little nachos. Man. It's great. Love it. Ah, this would, this beer would be eat. so good with nachos, Mike. Yeah. Like, can, can you see this blood orange IPA with a plate of nachos? I, I'll be honest. So I think the perfect meal for me and this blood orange, if me and this blood orange were going on a date, if I took it out and we're like, hey, blood orange, we're going to go on a date. Where would you like to go? And if it said anything where I couldn't get tacos, I'd be disappointed. Oh, I think this is a taco. I think this is a taco date. Fair. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking I, some fish tacos yeah. with like a lime kind of cream sauce, a uh, little pico, stuff like that. I think that would go perfect with this beer. I mean, I've been thinking about that as we've been talking. Yeah. So I'm going to say yeah. this is a good fish taco beer. That's fish what I'm thinking in my beer. head. There you yeah. go. That totally I'm very works. specific, and I, that's all right. I'm thinking uh, Torchy's tacos specifically. Oh, Torchy's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all be right. honest. It's got hey, Torchy's. I, I like Torchy's, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, dude, I got to take one more detour here, Mike. Since we're on tacos now, I'll, I'll keep this short. But I stumbled on a business the other day that just opened in Tulsa called Tacos for Life. Um, that sounds perfect. Yeah, it is. So, but it's it's a chain. I think they're in five or six states. Um, but their their tacos very much reminded me of Torchies, and I even put that in my Yelp review. Um, but as part of their business model, they carve out so much you know uh, profit out of every. Uh, food sale and they use those funds to uh, buy meals for hungry children around the world and uh, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever and I'm like you know what I got a new taco spot now just because they allocate money right off the top to go feed kids and uh, I like that do they have a shirt that says let's taco about it uh you know I've only been there once um so far just opened last week in Tulsa oh. anyway, and I hadn't been to one otherwise. So they, they may have that. I just, I don't know for a fact. I just want a shirt that says, let's taco about it. Let's or, or, 
Taco Cat spelled backwards is Taco Cat. Oh my gosh! Well, I was trying to be serious and be like, "Hey, man, go support this cool new business I stumbled on." No, absolutely. And you're like, oh, Taco I, ta- Tacos for Life would also would look, make a great T-shirt. It would. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the graphic would look, but Tacos for Life says a lot about who I am. Right. <laughs> so, Mike, the philanthropist and the hungry guy. It's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. No, I mean, and that's that's it, right? I mean, you can go get some tacos uh, and not feel bad about eating more because you're helping feed people that are in need. So you're like, hey, the more I eat, the more I help. Yes. See? So if only that hot wing, something with hot wings <laughs> like that. I know we talked about hot wings before, but if only they had a hot wing place, it would be like, hey, listen, you eat more hot wings, you're going to help some more kids. Wow. I would be there probably more than I should be. Right. No, same. So, so, so I think this is a good, this is a good point to maybe take a little short commercial break. Yes. Uh, we'll come back with, uh, each of our individual beers and, uh, we'll drink it up and see exactly what we got going on. So, uh, you want to take us out for commercial? Yes. After these minutes. All right. So welcome back from that really long commercial break. I bet it was like 15 seconds. So I know that those are brutal, but we're back at it. And uh, I'm it helps pay the bills, right? It it does pay the bills. And uh, got a lot of bills. I, I do too. Unfortunately, adulting sucks, but hey, it's okay. Um, but no, I want to jump right into this citrus jammer that I have from a six point brewery. Yeah, tell us about it. So this was a, a, a I stumbled on this. I didn't expect to see. Uh, this at all especially it's you know we're encroaching winter and this is definitely what i would call a summertime beer Uh, you just look at the can and it just screams summer um no but six point was founded in uh, 2004 in the rough and tumble uh neighborhood um i think red hook in brooklyn uh around 2009 maybe 2010 brooklyn new york brooklyn yes brooklyn new york unique new york unique new york unique New York. Oh my. So obviously we have watched Anchorman together far too many times. In our- By the beard of Zeus. Oh my. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. <laughs> <laughs> so in a, in a, you know, these guys, they even have a, a second location. In uh, Memphis, Tennessee. What? And uh, I wouldn't know that except they literally have it printed on the can. Something, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to be honest. There's no sense in, uh, you know, saying I know a whole lot of things if I don't. I want to be honest with the people. Um, but something I thought was pretty cool, their Brandon symbol, uh, the six-point star, is uh, this is a funky word that you don't normally say, but it's an amalgamation Amalgamation. Amalgamation. Yeah, what Mike said. So I am clearly not the linguist, uh, but it's the the amalgamation of the nautical star and the German Brarstern. Brewerstern? Uh, Brarstern. Brarstern. Okay, so what Mike said again. And uh, the two symbols deep in the, are, are, are rooted in the six-point DNA. So I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so basically it's blending those two stars, and I don't know... Uh, I've seen the six point brewing star, so I don't, you know, and I'm not a star connoisseur, but 
That sounds pretty cool. I wonder why they did that. Yeah. So, um, so apparently, uh, the, the nautical star is uh, plastered around the Red Hook, Brooklyn area, and is uh, I, I guess they use it to pay homage to uh, the roots as it is a as a port town. So it's, I think it's pretty cool. They um, built their brewery in a certain part of town, and they're like, "Hey, man, we're we're a part of this area, and we're going to use a a symbol to to show that." So I'm cool with that. Yeah. So uh, take a big drink or two there. So well, like you're taking a drink. I want to tell the captive audience about the time I saw Ray. We pushed him in a shopping cart. Oh my. And we were pushing Ray in a shopping cart doing a oh no. knockoff jackass episode. Um, and we were pushing it and he started to fall out before, you know, the, the thing is the pushing him into a curb and as you hit the curb, he's supposed to launch out. And he was going to launch out into this little green area. We were at a come and go in prior Oklahoma, right? So we're yeah. pushing him and he, he's, he's top heavy enough that he starts to fall out. So before, before we get to the curb, Ray, Ray launches out. And as he launches out, instead of hitting the grass about mid, uh, mid quad, you know, front of the leg quadricep, about mid quadricep, just n- nails his quad on that curb. And I remember watching it because we were videotaping it at the time. And thank God there is no video evidence of this to be found that we know of. At some point, somebody will bring it back. I know you're going to run for office, Ray, and then somebody's oh, going to bring gosh. it up and say, look what I found. I, I um, hope that's not the case, man. You know, we <laughs> this was so long ago. You know, yeah, I, this I, is I, like. 2002, 2003, maybe? Yeah, somewhere there. But you know, I remember we were using a, a camera that used a high eight tape for media. Yeah. So that's how and, I tell you a little bit. That was the, and that was, that was kind of the standard at the time. It, it wasn't was. like we were using old stuff. Yeah. So but, I don't, uh, hopefully nobody has a high eight player, even the people that convert files into digital media now. I hope they don't even have those. Because this stuff doesn't need to get out. It was horrible for one. We, we had a lot of fun, but oh my gosh, horrible. So I just remember, like, you, so we launched. You launched out of it, and like you're falling forward, and your hands are going out, and you just see that curb crack into your your leg. And on the video, when we were playing it slow mo, because we watched it a lot, I just remember <laughs> seeing that leg almost look like it bent around and like yeah. bounced up. And then you were just like rolling on the ground, like, ah. Oh, I thought I broke my leg. Um, I I I really did. (laughs) I don't remember. So you don't see me. I think I'm holding the camera, to be honest. I don't remember. remember, No, you were filming. I remember that. Okay. So I I know I wasn't on camera because we watched it, but I just remember laughing. And you're like, screw you, Mike Bradley. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) So. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. I don't know why. I was thinking about, you know, the, the shopping cart thing that, you know, we stole from Jackass and did our whole little home little thing. But anyway, tell us about this beer. <laughs> I am so glad to talk about the beer and not our shenanigans 20 years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but right away, in a, I am so the non-traditionalist. I am drinking this, Mike, out of a margarita glass because I can't. Nice. So when I, the, the can size is, uh, it's a little different. Well, not really. It's, it's 12 ounces. Uh, 
uh, margarita glasses typically hold 12 ounces. So I'm like, you know what? I just want to make this work. And I did. And I uh, wanted super citrusy. And, uh, you know, margarita glasses are super wide. So as I'm bringing it up, I'm just overwhelmed with this citrus aroma. And it is fantastic. And as soon as I take a drink, I, I get the same flavor uh, as, I, as I do the smell, which is just fantastic. So Sounds it's, pretty good, man. No, oh, it is. Um, like how how would I describe this? Because like the the blood orange IPA, you get distinct blood orange and grapefruit notes. This is a uh, golly, you know. I hope Six Point doesn't get mad at me if they hear this, but you know when you drink Sunny Delight and they blend a bunch of just like citrusy stuff, you don't taste anything. It just tastes really good together. Yeah, that's that's how I would describe this beer. Um, I mean, if they get mad, then uh, that's on them because that's you know, it's a Sunny Delight was a, a star of my childhood. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I think this is just a an American ale, um, so it's already a lighter beer, but just uh, the citrus notes. It's, it's almost hard to believe that this is a beer because it is so citrusy, it is so smooth. Um, it, almost no carbonation did I get out of this when I poured it, so very minimal head. Um, which is to be expected for the kind of beer it is. Um, but just super easy to drink. It's almost, I can almost drink it like a margarita. I don't want to just down it, um, but I easily could. Hmm. You know, just, ver- just very enjoyable overall. Like I wouldn't even know what beer terms to, to plug into this. This is just really good. Well, so it's not hop. There's no hops at all to this. Um, it's just citrusy and enjoyable and I'm, you really want fish tacos now more than I did before. I think we've established that, uh, IPAs go great with fish tacos. Um, a traditional IPA. I don't think so, man. That's, that's too, too much. That blood orange IPA though, you know, with only the 60 IVUs spot on this beer, the citrus jammer spot on for fish tacos. So it's obviously maybe the citrus. So it's whether it's citrus. blood orange or if it's citra hops or something like that. Yes. That, yeah, I think that, that we reached the point there where, yes, fish tacos for the win. With that fish beer. tacos for the yeah. win. So what it is easily on my bucket list. Now, I don't think this is going to speak to everyone. Um, but no, if you just want a, a beer to just kind of enjoy and kick it with your, with your homies, your friends, enjoy some fish tacos. You know, I think this is another one that would be great for the ladies to drink because it is so citrusy and smooth. Um, you know, a lot of guys say the same thing, so I don't, I'm not trying to single a, a gender out here. Um, but a lot of ladies don't like, you know, the, some of the harsher flavors that, that beer provides that speak to a guy's palate. Um, this, you know, you can take out to the lake and uh, everybody can enjoy it. You know, there won't be any separation there. You know, kind of like with the Red's Apple Ale and some of the Mike's Hard Lemonade, some of those other you know, more palatable um, adult beverages. I think this climbs right into that boat and dominates those guys. I'll say it. So do you, th- I mean, do you, it probably a, a good intro beer for people that are transitioning away from like the Red's Apple into the yes. more craft brewing scene, you think? No, absolutely. Yeah, this is a, a great, you know, step up out of the, you know, I don't want to say step up like they're, they're like they're bad beverages, but I hear the bad mouth, but yeah, um, this is a no, good, but you're just saying, welcome towards the craft to beer world, a different experience. Right. 
Absolutely. And you caught me finishing this off because I, I had to finish it, Mike. There was no putting this down and drinking it later. I wanted it all now. All right. Well, hey. As uh, I saw on a meme recently is uh, coasters are only for people who put their beers down. Oh, I like that. Or was it koozies? I think koozies only for people who put their beers down. I don't know. Whatever it was. It sounded really cool on the meme and now I forget it. So that doesn't have as much relevance. I apologize. It's all good. So, so Mike, uh, clearly I'm adding this one to the bucket list. Are you, are you in a point where you can tell us about your beer from nine band? No, absolutely. So yeah, the nine band brewing is out of Allen, Texas, which is a Northern suburb. So it's, um, I don't want to say 20, 30 minutes North of Dallas, North of Dallas, it's, I would say, right, you know, I haven't been there. Oh, it's probably been a year or so since I've been in that area, I guess. No, it's been like, it's been six months. Yeah, um, we were just there in July. Yeah, Annual fishing trip, Mike. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, hey, we need to make that every six months is what I'm thinking. Um, so anyway, so Allen is pretty much a suburb. Used to, I remember when I was younger, there was really a gap a significant gap between like um, Dallas and Plano. And as you move up North and, you know, North out of Dallas, uh, Frisco, and then, you know, on and on. So now it's kind of a little bit more continuous as the, the Metroplex has grown, but so it's this Northern suburb of Dallas. The, there's a couple different breweries there. We visited this, I think two years ago uh, while we were down there on one of our, uh, during one of our annual fishing trips and I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Hefeweizen fan. I like the flavors. I like the style, all that kind of stuff. And I remember trying it in the brewery, and I thought it was all right. Um, so when I saw it in a can, and I, like I said, I like Hefeweizen. So I saw it in a can. I was like, all right, I'm going to give this another shot. And that isn't trying to slight them or anything. Uh, I'm very uh, particular about that. So the so it's Nine Band Brewing Company. It's named after a nine-banded armadillo, which is the, the state mammal of Texas. So that's pretty cool. I like the uh, the tie-in to the, the the state, the local area. Right. I'm a big fan of this community local movement with breweries and restaurants and stuff like that. So they've uh, they're relatively new. Um, you can find them uh, just like all the other ones. You know, I want to give a specific shout out. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Nine Band Brewing. I would encourage you to check them out, especially if you're in the Dallas area. It's worth a drive. One thing that I learned while I was there, <clears throat> excuse me. One thing that I learned while I was there is they do different partnerships. But one thing that I specifically liked is they make a beer for Pudge Rodriguez. Do you remember him? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I, I, I tell me about him. Okay. So Pudge Rodriguez was a catcher for the, uh, Texas Rangers in the nineties. So, you know, when I was growing up in Texas, the, you know, when I was really, I say it's probably the, the mid to late nineties when I was really young, I mean, they were not good. And then, you know, about the time Nolan Ryan came, they kind of stepped it up and, uh, they had, Oh, what was his name? Juan Gone. Hitting all the home runs. Anyway, they had Pudge Rodriguez, Nolan Ryan. They had several, you know, notable players. Pudge Rodriguez may have been one of the best catchers to ever play the game. He had, you know, he had like 
14 or 15 years of golden gloves. He was a decent batter, you know, catchers, you know, if you have a catcher that bats pretty decently, you know, then they get even a little bit more higher on the list, but he was just, you know, he was just really good. So, uh, and I think he went on and played for maybe the Detroit Tigers. Um, that's a little, uh, I didn't, I'm not exactly sure of that, but I think he went on and played and uh, he may have gotten a world series at some point, but he was a staple for the Texas Rangers for a long time. So they also do a partnership with the Chris Kyle frog foundation, um, which is pretty cool. And they've got a couple other partner things that they do, but I just always had a soft spot for, you know, I was a Texas Rangers fan as a kid. That's when they were good. And you know, same kind of same thing with the, the mid nineties with the Dallas Cowboys. I was, you know, growing up during that time. So those were my teen years. And I just, you know, you, once you it kind of solidifies your, your fanship, right? No, absolutely. So does. anyway, when I, when I heard they were, you know, they had a collaboration or a beer for Pudge Rodriguez, which is a golden lager. I thought, Oh, that's awesome. But anyhow, so to talk about the beer. Um, so I'm going to sit here and say, I think it may be better now. And I don't know if it's because it's out of a can or maybe they've made it better. I don't know. But this beer tastes really good. It's a good Hefeweizen. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. It's 5.3% ABV. It's uh, got strong hints of banana and clove. It's creamy, 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 creamy. It's very nice. I really like it. It's got... Uh, you can, you know, you can kind of smell a little bit of citrus and floralness to it, but not much, but it, you know, it's, it's very crisp as far as like, you know, uh, you know, the mouth feels just got that nice creamy crisp thing. I don't know how to describe that really, I guess, but it, I like it a lot. It's got, uh, so I'm going to drink a little bit more here in just a second. I'm kind of jealous cause I'm a big Hefeweizen fan, you know, this is a good one. Um, it wasn't too long ago. I was at a local German restaurant in Lexington and I had a, a Hefeweizen. I forget which one it was now, but this one, uh, you know, it's, it's not, I want to say it's traditional flavors, but it's getting closer than some of them. That's I like it when they stick to traditional flavors sometimes instead of branching out on, on, on a limb and just trying to do something to make it their own. Sometimes when you drink a, a Hefeweizen, you just want it to taste like a Hefeweizen. And it sounds to me like you got that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Man, I, I really like this beer. Um, but one thing I've got to add to it is I am drinking at it, drinking it out a, uh, oh, my God, we're going to edit that out too. One thing I have to say is I'm drinking it out of a Lone Star State glass mug that I got at like the local Goodwill or Salvation Army. I saw this mug. I think it was like a quarter or 50 cents. I was like, man, I'm going to drink some beer out of this thing. And this, I'll, I'll throw the picture up when the podcast goes live, but I, this, this mug is killer. And that, you know, that kind of helped me decide which beer I was going to do tonight. Cause I was like, man, I really want to drink out of this mug. Nice. So it's pretty cool. You know, it, that no, that's super cool, man, especially because it ties into a, a personal story, something that, that takes you back to your youth. Um, so it, it makes it special. And of course, you know, we visited the brewery. And uh, so, again, it's just one of those other things that makes it, you know, personal, that experience you can go back and, and relive. Yeah, I really, I mean, I really like it. I think the beer is good. I would definitely have it again. 
uh, you know, so the, um, the one thing that I would say is uh, the can art. So I'm looking at the can. And I like the color scheme. But, the, you know, it, I think the can art needs a little bit of work. So, uh, you know, the beer outpaces the can art, which, which is a good problem to have. But, you know, it, it does well. Um, but, so it's called Hoop Snake is the name of the Hefeweizen we're trying. It's called Hoop Snake. And it's got a tail of its own. Um, I would check it out if you get online. I don't want to go too far into that. But Is it not also an award-winning beer? Yeah, so it won. I, I, you know, it was like um, recently it won uh, a gold or a bronze. Um, oh, heck, because you and I were talking about that now. I forgot about it. When we were talking about um, which beers we're going to try, it, it won a brown. It won a bronze a few years ago, and it also won a gold medal at one of the awards. So, I mean, obviously, other people think it tastes good too. Yeah, um, but I'll be honest. There's some of the beers that win awards, and I try them. I'm like, well, it's okay. I just wouldn't put it at that level. But this one, I would. I mean, this has probably got one of the better tasting Hefeweizens I've I've had recently, and I, I really like it. So. I'll give it two thumbs up, and I'll put it on my craft beer bucket list. Outstanding. Well, that's so. good stuff, Mike. So, again, three up. Um, easy for us to, to add to the bucket list. Uh, I know this is a beer I've had with you before. I remember enjoying it uh, when we visited the brewery you know, a couple years ago. Uh, but these other two I'm trying for the first time tonight. Dude, I'm happy to add these to the bucket list and encourage folks to, to give them a try, especially that Blood Orange IPA. Again, for me, that was a first-time experience, and uh, hopefully this will encourage somebody to reach out and try something a little new and different if they get the opportunity. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think the Blood Orange IPA, if I was going to rank them, I would probably put the Blood Orange IPA ahead of the Hoop Snake, only because I think the Hoop Snake, you can get a beer that's probably, sim- It's while it's great, I think you can get a similar beer um, that tastes really, there's a lot of Hefeweizens that taste really good out there. Right. The Blood Orange IPA. So I've had a couple other ones uh, from different places. And this, you know, the one from Sugar Creek, I think would rank up there with a lot of the really good ones. So right on, you know, while they're all worthy, I think I would put the Blood Orange for me ahead of the Hoop Snake. That's my, my take, you know. Right on. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, we're encroaching wintertime. But I'm excited for summer, Mike. You know, I really want to get, you know, some of these citrus jammers and just go out to the lake, jump on a boat and hang out with my friends and family and uh, just enjoy some of these because you know what? I'm ready for summertime again. <laughs> I think, yeah, me too. And, and uh, I've got another. We had, like a, we had like a week and a half of fall and now it's winter. Right? No, same here in Oklahoma, boo. man. Boo. Boo. You know, I say that it got up to like 60 degrees today and now it's just cold outside again. So we're still having that good old fashioned Oklahoma weird weather, but it is what it is, man. We, we experienced that so did I hear, like all year round. Yeah. Did I hear you say you're going to buy a boat? Uh, no, unfortunately I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to buy one. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. If anything, you know, uh, the, the folks, I don't know if they know I'm a drone pilot. Um, I'm FAA certified. If anything, I'm probably going to buy another drone. <laughs> so, what are you going to do with all the drones you got? Uh, Just have, have an army of drones? An army of drones. You know, you know, I've got a small fleet now. I've got four that are registered with the FAA. Uh, but now I'm just going to continue to work on on film projects. And, uh, and so that's another passion of mine is uh, aerial you know, photography and cinematography. And so I'm in with a, a media group now called the, the Cultural Digital Agency. Um, and I am their uh, full-time drone pilot. 
So all of the shoots that they do, um, I'm their go-to guy for anything they need um, in the air. So, so for me, that's big Raynil. That's right. Philanthropist, YouTuber, podcaster, and drone pilot. Yeah, I wear a couple of hats. <laughs> that was a hell of an intro I just did yeah, for you. That was that. That's fantastic. I need to just have you go around with me everywhere I go. Raynil. All right, big Ray. Big Ray. That's right. Yeah, philanthropist, YouTuber, podcaster, drone pilot. Lover of tacos. Oh. <laughs> I had to toss it in there. Professional taco demolish. Er. I don't know. That didn't sound so great. So. Not really, but we'll leave it in there. That was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so again, guys, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in to uh, another episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. Um, if you would, you know, on Apple Podcasts, give us those five stars. Give us some thumbs up. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and families. And of course, in the description, we're going to have a link to all of the breweries uh, that we reviewed tonight. Uh, check them out on social media. Visit their websites. If you've had their beers before, let them know. And uh, let them know where you heard about it. Um, here on Craft Beer Bucket List or also where you found it. And uh, be sure to follow us on social media as well. Of course, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a like there and give us a share. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'll see you on another episode. Mike, you want to say bye? Yeah, we'll see everybody on episode eight. Looking forward to it. Going to have some sweet beers. All right. See you guys. See everybody. Um.